All right, we're back again uh, with Gator Tales. Um, as always, I'm Mr. Weich. I'm Miss Prickett. And with us today, or actually with us for this episode, is I am Mary Heather Acton. And um, what do you teach? What do you do here at our Rudolph Gordon? Well, this is my first year at Rudolph Gordon, mm-hmm. and my position is um, an administrator, in which I am the go-to for the fifth and sixth grade levels, mm. uh, grade levels, and um, taking care of all those fifth and sixth grade students that we have here. Very cool. Okay, so uh, this is going to end up being more of a, just so you know, more of a conversation than than just uh, an interview. So, But the first couple questions, the first five questions end up being interview questions, okay. and we've had to you have to give us a little bit of time because we're, we're modifying them for you because they were because they were written for teachers, right? So certain some of the things are going to be a little bit different for you since you're yeah. admin. Okay. Um, and then the last couple questions end up being more personality questions. Absolutely. So I'm ready. So the, the more fun questions. The more the fun end. questions. Yeah. So so we, what we hope is by the end of this, you'll have parents and you'll have students be able to say, oh, okay, so this is who I've been in contact with since we're. So much virtual, they're not going to really get to know us or know our personalities, you know, and I think this is a wonderful way for that to happen. I think it's a great opportunity. I'm so excited about it. Well, thank you. Okay, so we're going to start out with, um, why did you decide to get into education? And uh, and I know you have been a teacher previously, and were you always in education? Did you, is this a career changer? You know, just let us know a little something about that. Okay, so my story is, my family, I had a grandmother who was an educator and several aunts that were educators. And um, I was like, no, I'm not going to be an educator. But I actually ended up going into education. And one of the big reasons was, was, I know this is weird, but at my mm-hmm. grandmother's funeral, when she passed away, um, after she retired, after 30-something years of teaching, the amount of students that came to her mm. funeral and told us the impact that she made on their lives was amazing to me. And it just made me realize that, children need another person in their life they need someone to impact them to, and to help them and so I just I started I went into education mm. so I started in elementary education actually got my degree at University of South Carolina okay and then unfortunately was did not get an education job right off the bat went into business so I worked in business for 10 years what did you do I was an accounting manager. An accounting okay. manager. Yes. Okay. So there, that's where all my details come from. Sure. Yeah. And being able to run like reports and things like this. So I was big into numbers mm. and ran a department there. Um, it was a big consulting firm for computers. It was okay. during the Y2K. So <laughs> it was a huge endeavor. You know, everybody yes. thought the lights were going to go out and we were never going to see again. So, World's over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we made it through that. And then when I moved to the Greenville area... I, Where uh, were you previously? Uh, we were in Columbia. Columbia. We stayed there because we were at a USC. You met at USC, I guess. Huh? Uh-huh. You met there. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sorry. Um, so we um, moved here, and then I applied for a job at Hillcrest Middle as a math teacher because I thought, hey, I could do math since I did an accounting. Yeah. And um, that's where I was ever since. So that's um that's my story. Okay. Awesome. So so like I said, you you came from Hillcrest and you did. And you, you're a math teacher. Uh, yes. What grades? I have actually taught every grade and every level of math in middle school. Okay. So I was sixth grade teacher. I mm-hmm. was a seventh grade teacher. I was an eighth grade teacher. And then I taught all the different levels of math on all three grade levels. As wow. the math coordinator? Wait, what? 
well, eventually I became the math um, department head, as we have here sure. for teachers. And then I became kind of an instructional coach for the math teachers. Okay. So, you know, it just morphed into more and more responsibility and more thing, hats that I put on. Wow. Very cool. Did you have one favorite grade level or are you just like them all? Gosh, I don't (laughs) want to answer that, but um, I ended up, I will tell you my last eight years, I was in eighth grade and I was, did, um, you know, I was an eighth grade teacher. So I did a lot with those eighth graders. Uh, All right. So this one is phrased as what is your favorite part? We're going to say of being an educator just in general. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have like a, oh, and we typically phrase this as like an end goal for the students by the time they like leave a teacher's classroom. So maybe by the time I don't really know how to phrase this. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I guess it's really um, what is what do you want your what do you want students to uh, when they leave here, when they leave Rudolph Gordon um, or when they leave fifth and sixth grade, which which you're over now, um, what would you like? Where would you like them to be? Like, like what? Absolutely. What, okay, what kind so, of people would you like them to be? Maybe? Right. Okay. So here, let's just go. That they come into the the grade level. Each grade level, every year is a brand new year for these children. Yes. And so my goal for each child is to have a great learning experience in school. And I think we all are a part of that. Uh, their teachers, their administrator, their counselors, the people in the cafeteria. I mean, every single one of us in our school is a part of that building of that child and at each grade level they're learning different things because they're they're a different age Mm. so my goal is to help them grow and help them learn and just love where they are each and every day so to make and to teach them life life skills academic skills you know on every grade level because our goal for any human being is to make them a successful person of society so mm-hmm. each age and each grade level, you're looking at something different. So if I could just take those children as they get in, come into the school on the first day of school and on the, on the end of the school year, they have made accomplishments and they have grown and mm-hmm. become better people in where they are. Um, okay. So why do you, uh, why did you decide on administration? Um, I didn't go into education to become an administrator. Absolutely not. Um, but it was just it was just the way that it, it naturally became. I know that's weird, but I just became mm. more getting more and more responsibility and mm. leading more people and wanting to make a an impact on the bigger picture of not just my classroom, but the whole school environment. Okay. So I kind of morphed. It was like here I am as in my classroom as a leader, and then I started leading the grade level, and then I, I just grew and grew and grew, and mm-hmm. I just saw things that needed to happen mm-hmm. in the schools. And to make things work better and being a part of those changes and, you know, making everything work a little smoother. And what's and our goal is for what's best for children. Absolutely. And so that's I just kind of morphed into that. And I had some great leaders above me who helped me grow in that aspect. Okay. So when you were a teacher, mm-hmm. I guess this is from the student perspective. That's okay. what the question is. Um, how would they describe you? And this ends up being not just not not just. We don't just look at the rosy parts, obviously, because yes. we, we all have things that, you know, being an educator is about Growth. making yourself better, growing, right? Absolutely. So, I guess, give me a little, like, the sunny side and a little more of the darker side. Absolutely. Well, my students, they, I'll be honest, they loved coming to my class because mm-hmm. it was something different every day. Um, I brought not only 
the academic piece to the classroom, but also that relationship to the classroom. And I, I knew every student. We had conversations with every student. Um, I made it fun. And because your classroom doesn't have to be boring. And so we made it fun. We made it positive. But when we had to stop and have some big conversations about life or whatever mm-hmm. was going on in the world or, you know, just that day, we were able to stop and have those conversations. And I think that's what the kids liked about being in my classroom is that I didn't make it just about the academics, but about their, them as a person. And I saw them as a individual and, and made that work. Um, the dark side, I don't know if this is really a dark side, but I did high have, have high expectations for them. So mm. I gave them, I called them little mommy. I would say, okay, we have to have a serious conversation right now. And we would have some deep conversations about what you need to get done and, mm-hmm. and the expectations that we have in this classroom and outside of this classroom and how we need to act and be. And I was tough on them in that aspect because I did have high expectations because that's what we're here to do. We, we want the kids to grow. And the kids, they would take those days and be like, oh, Miss Acton's going to give us a speech today. But then they would walk out knowing what they needed to do when they walked out the mm-hmm. door. So they loved that. They love that we could just be real people in the classroom. Okay. Your kids do definitely do recognize that um, being real, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just being real. And you mentioned life skills earlier, and I mean, you know, you got to get used to that. Yes, you do. Being in the real world, and why not go ahead and start it in the classroom? So. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, sorry. it's on you. Um, okay, so back in your mm. teaching days, I guess. Yeah, this one. Yeah, this, this one's tough. I mean, like I said, we, <laughs> have, we, 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 we have to reconfigure some of these questions. All right, so, what was your? Did you have a certain topic within math that you just really? It was engaging. Maybe it was a project. Just was there a topic or something that you really loved teaching and looked forward to? I guess teaching that above everything else. I don't know. Right. Well, math. You know, it's it's there's not like topics like the fun thing of social studies, you've got some great war or something you talk about, right? But in math, you know, it just kind of builds and builds and builds. And I know this is weird, but mm-hmm. I loved algebra. Mm-hmm. I loved the the steps that you take in algebra that you begin, you know, equations. Let me just lower that down to equations mm-hmm. and just getting to that final answer. And then I liked taking the information that we were teaching, which is just numbers, and applying that to real life. So when we were able to do um, like real life and Kids call it word problems. I never called them word problems in my classroom. We called them problems with words because all these word problems were things that happened in real life. You know, I go to the um, Carowinds and I have $100 to spend and uh, my ticket costs this and then I want to play this many games and I want to buy this bubble gum. Well, that's algebra. We don't realize sure. that we right. do algebra every day in life. And seeing those moments when you're telling them and you're teaching mm-hmm. equations and the kids are like, oh my gosh, you're so right. I am doing algebra every day. That was so exciting to, to me. Yeah. Well, I w- oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, go, go ahead. My bad. I was just going to say, I will say, I think every math person we've interviewed so far has connected in some mm-hmm. way to the real, you know, the fact that it is in every, everyday life. It's, yep. You're always going to see math. And so whether you want to or not, it's going to be there always. It, it is going to be there. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the kids really enjoyed when we're teaching children. I don't know why, but they just slope is just this weirdest thing for them. And fractions are really just scary to them. But the way I did it in the, in the classroom is because I do a lot of projects at home. Yes. I have a farm and like I built, I've created my own barn and I drew out everything about that barn and 
I was the engineer for that barn and I had to look at slope and I had to look at the sizes. Mm. And when, so when I teach geometry unit, I was able to say, Hey, I really did do this. Uh-huh. I did this at my house. I hear you're a horse person. Yes. Yeah. My mother is as well. So yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And she grew up on a horse farm in, um, in Athens and Georgia. And, um, that's, you know, kind of been a lifelong thing for her as well. So, yeah. Yes. Once you're a horse person, you're always a horse person. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a uh, it's a um, no offense. It's a strange lot, but um, but you know it's. <laughs> so I grew up, you know, riding horses and stuff like that as well because it was it was just part of it. My grandmother, she was actually the first, um, whatever the whatever the head of the of fox hunting is like the uh-huh. the the, the hunt master. Yeah, hunt, she was the yes. first female hunt master in Georgia. Wow. Yeah, so she she was big into it. Like that was her thing. Deal. Yeah. That is that's really huh. a big so that deal. was like in the what sixties or seventies yes, or something yes. like that. Um okay, so we've talked a lot about math, obviously. Okay. Uh, you've kind of answered this. Um so but I have two questions about math. The first one would be when you were young when you were younger, what was it about math? Like like why why is math clicked so much for you as kind of your I mean, it's obviously your go to thing and you obviously love it. I mean we've we, we, we've heard from this conversation mm-hmm. that you do. So why? Why math? You know, I, as a, in education, I can say when I was going through school and as a child, I don't know that I could have told you I was a math person. Mm. But I think in my um, first um, occupation, which ended up being an accountant. Yes. What do we deal with every day? Numbers. But numbers and math. And so, honestly, when I went to apply for that first job, I didn't have a single subject because I was elementary at the moment Mm -hmm. um and back back in the day not that I'm old by any means but your degree went from kindergarten to eighth grade so you could teach any subject but then when I started teaching you had to have a specific subject if you were going into the elementary Mm -hmm. world so I said hey I've done math all my life you know with what I do so let's try math so that's what I did so then I had to go back that first year and get all those um, you know, certificates mm-hmm. saying I was certified in math. So honestly, it just happened. All right. Um, uh, and sticking once, once again, sticking with math and also you becoming an administrator mm-hmm. as well. Is that, um, and I guess because we're, you know, we're being real about, you know, kind of our, you know, why we're doing what we're doing. Um, is it been, has, has that part the not, I wouldn't say giving up of math, but the kind of Transition. tra- transitioning, because, I mean, you can still deal with math, obviously, because you have math teachers, right? Mm-hmm. But moving away from that kind of like, because, I mean, you've obviously been in, in math authority, right? Mm-hmm. And at, at Hillcrest, you're a math authority, but kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like personally for me, I mean, just knowing my personality, I have a hard time like, be like oh, yeah, I always want to be in on it. You, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you, you always want to be in on the game, right? The, the, the game that you loved. It's like, I guess, going from being a – from from being a player or a coach in something and then, and then getting out and be like, man, I just want, I just, I just want a little taste. Let me, let, let, let me get back in. But now, cause your responsibility has, especially during this time has grown in such a scary, just explosive way. I mean, it's like, you gotta have, you gotta kind of like, you're doing something different now. I mean, you have, you have to, cause you just, we don't have time. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's one of the big things. And thank you. Speaking of time, thank you for <laughs> taking the time to come and talk to us, even though I said we yeah. don't have time, but you know, so has that been a, has that been a tough transition for you? Because I mean, no. Um, well, for me, it would be. I know it, that it is because 
the the reason you go into education, well, for it, I went into education was not because I wanted to be an administrator. It was for the students. Absolutely. So the fear of going into administration is that you're not dealing with those children and building those relationships mm. that you build with children. And I know that I will miss that. Um, but as an administrator, my goal is to continue to build those relationships with those students. For sure. So I guess what I'm, I, I can I can step away from the math piece of it. But I want to make sure that I keep that foundation with those students. And now I've got adults also to take care of. So it is big <laughs> shoes. Which might and be harder, honestly. It is going to be harder. I already know that because the child will eventually do what you say. If, but an adult is still going to buck your system. I've already learned that already. So oh, yeah. Always. Right. <laughs> so anyway, um, so that's, that's going to be the toughest thing, I think, for me, not being um, with those children mm. one-on-one like you are in the classroom and building those relationships because you spend an hour with them every day. And But my goal is to make sure I still do that. It just won't awesome. be as length of a time with yeah. the students. Yeah. And ma- let's make sure we don't spend much time with Miss Acton in the classroom. I mean, in the <laughs> office. We're never going to go to her <laughs> office. We're all just going to be one-on-one passing in the hallway saying, hello, have a wonderful day. Our our eyes just got big saying, you said in the classroom. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But well, uh, social distancing. Come on. Yes. Yes. Um, no. Uh, so, so our, our last one, um, well, I guess I don't know how to even ask this question. Um, yeah, we, the last question could, okay, never mind. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that one out because that one's about classroom management and that's not, no. Okay. How about this? For um, all, all the students and the and the parents that are going to come up, and they're going to have a lot of contact. Well, hopefully they're not going to have that much contact <laughs> with you, right? But I mean, but they're going to have contact with you. And those yes. that do have a lot of contact with you, what's one of the best ways? I think um, we'll we'll look at it like a classroom management style. So uh, to be successful, and that's our goal is for you to be successful students, right? And mm-hmm. how can they be successful with you? Um, I guess just as an administrator. Well, the first thing is um, the communication. And mm-hmm. I think that's what happens in our community because we have a really tight community here um, at Rudolph Gordon. So if a parent has a question or they have a concern, instead of going to all of their friends and figuring out the wrong answer, just email me, call me, and ask me, hey, what is going on with this? And if I don't know the answer, I will get that answer for them because might as well know the right answer versus all the wrong answers that are floated around, around in the community. So... Um, I think that that would be, that's going to be wonderful along with the students. Hey, if the students got a question and they want to mm. know what is this answer, just come straight and ask, ask it. We can be real and have these conversations and make it work out. So, you know, just having that open line of communication, mm. I think is going to be the most, the biggest thing is because there's going to be so many questions this year <sighs> yeah. and, yes. and parents are going to be worried. And I get that, but our goal here always is to make sure that our students stay safe it's our number one rule, right? Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. We stay safe here, and then we grow our children. Mm-hmm. So I can guarantee you whatever we do, we're going to keep those children safe. So that's what I want to guarantee those parents. And if they have a question, just call me awesome. or email me. Okay. So um, all the the keeping it real questions about education are over. Now we have some personality questions that we want to ask you. Um, so we're going to go with uh, – this is – we. I feel like as people we all have um, – movies, TV, uh, books, a genre that we kind of gravitate towards, Mm -hmm. like something that, man, this part just piques my interest a little more than others. What is your genre? Well, 
can I admit something? Absolutely. It, I don't read a lot of books because if I read, then I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't tell you that I have a book genre. What we're, I we're, we're not going to go to books yet. Okay, I'm just so talking about genre talking. period, right? Okay. So I'm an 80s girl. Okay. And I grew up in the 80s, and I just can't seem to let that go. So <laughs> um, all that stuff that happened in the 80s, it will always be my favorite. Mm-hmm. So I am, you know, happy and let's get her done. And I work outside, you know, just, just sure. that fun, free living when we don't have to be serious, let's just live life. Absolutely. Okay. I don't think I answered that question correctly, but we'll just go with it. Clo- no. cl- close enough. We're, we're, we're going to move on to books then. Okay. okay and we, so we just said that you don't read that often. I don't. Um, so do you have a do you have a book, um, kind of one that you would have just for entertainment? Or I guess really what is your the one book that has kind of like maybe that, that you say – I'm coming to you for recommendation. What what was the greatest book that, that you ever read? What what book should I read? What do you think? And <laughs> don't don't it, it doesn't matter who I am. Anybody. I'm I will tell you. So Joe Everyman. I have read throughout my life, depending on, you know, I was big into um Western novels. This okay. is pleasure reading. Yes. And so, you know, when you're reading, you got to read for two reasons. And this is why I'm saying it's just a global answer because mm. I can't give you what you should read because everybody has a different. Sure. Uh, um, they have different taste. Taste. Thank you. Thank you for your words. So whatever you are truly interested in, that's what you should read about. Then the second thing that you should read about, mm. which is what I am focusing on this year, I've bought two academic books on education and being a good leader. So your second kind of book that you should read is things that make you better. Okay. Okay, then so I'm gonna, I'm going to take your answer and I'm going to say tell Here's me give, give me one book that you think made you better as a person. Oh gosh. So kind of like a professional book, one one that you you say this is kind of my my, my go-to like this is cuz this is these are personality questions. These right, are personal absolutely. to you. I'm I'm going to tell you the truth. I can't remember the name of the book. Mm-hmm. Well, no, there was one that I read when I was doing my my edu- my master's degree sure and it was about being a transformational leader okay and that book when I was reading it I highlighted everything this is the way I want to be this is what I want to be like I want to help other people grow you know it's not about me making the decisions it's about us making the decisions for what's best for students takes a village it it takes a village and it's called transformational leader that we're all hmm. in this all together and help let me help you grow. Yeah. And Sounds like a up. good book for this year, yeah. especially. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I might have to go back and read that. I have two <laughs> other books on my desk that I'm trying to read, mm-hmm. but so, so tell down. so okay, so we're gonna go we're gonna go with the more of the pleasure. Okay. Pleasure read. What is your pleasure read? I know um, you I, I know you said you, you, go you to know sleep, what I like to read? Yeah. My I don't buy them, but my aunt will come over sometimes and she brings me all the magazines that she reads. Okay. And then I flip through them because I love looking at people magazine. Okay. <laughs> all right. There we go. I know that's not that in depth reading. No, 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 no. We, we're, but we're I am literally. I just want to flip through and just be nosy for a little bit. Okay. Well, we're going to ask guilty pleasure stuff. Yes, I mean, there I mean, you that's go. you know, that's it's an important part of your personality, yeah, right? Yeah. There you go. Okay, so movies and TV. Um, we're going to start with movies. Do you have a movie that you say is, uh, I break it up by saying there are movies that I love that I will, I will watch hundreds of times. It's on, it's on TV. I'm going to sit down and watch it. It's not a good movie. 
I mean, <laughs> yes. it, it's like the whole phenomenon of Lifetime movies. Yes. You can't objectively say Lifetime movies are good. That's right. But people can sit down and really love to watch them. I mean, you know, my wife has a couple that she's like, oh, it's Christmas. I want to watch this movie. Right. It's not a good movie. But she really loves it. So that's your kind of your guilty pleasure movie. And then there's the other one, like what maybe you said, like this is transformational. This, this one I think everybody should see. And it doesn't have to be, you know, this doesn't have to be for the kids necessarily because this is more speaks to you as a person. Okay. I will, I do not have a favorite movie. I okay. do not have that transformational movie. I am, when I watch a movie, I'm in that moment. I get truly involved in that movie. But then I very rarely want to watch it again. Mm. My husband will watch movies like 45 times sure. and it drives me crazy. But I don't know why that is about me. Now, there are a few movies that I, I have watched numerous times. Tell Again, me. the 80s movies. So your Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah, okay. Breakfast Club. 16, 16 Candles. candles John, John Hughes. Oh, so we're yes. going to go with just John Hughes. Absolutely. See, okay. I w- I've watched those. But that, again, is when I was a child and I, or younger, and I had lots of time on my hands. So nowadays, if I'm going to sit down and watch a movie, I want it to be good, and I don't want to see something again. So Tell I me a good that. movie that you've seen recently. Let's see. We watched a movie the other day. I'm a. I, we watched a lot of movies on Netflix. Sure. And of course, they're not making good movies right now because everything's As shut do down. We yeah. Um. Let's see. What have I watched? Oh God, I can't even remember what I've watched. Something something on Netflix recently that you said, man, this is great. Oh, well, I watched these series. Well, I'm we're, right. We're, we're oh, not on TV yet. I can't we're, tell series. T- TV is next. Ah! TV is next. Don't worry. Let's see. I can't tell you. I can't even remember. Okay, well, then, then let's move on to TV for you. Um, okay. Okay, so there is – now, we are going to parse this up just like we did the last one. So this okay. is guilt, guilty pleasure. And a lot okay. of people have gone towards more trash TV, right, like uh, like, like like reality TV. Mm-hmm. Things that are mindless, mm-hmm. and they're made to be mindless because, you know, there are times when we have to shut our brains down. Absolutely. So do you have that mindless – Kind of your your kind of your go to can be on in the background. I don't really have to pay attention, but I'm also interested in it type thing. Yes, I have three shows. Three, okay. Let's that go. I watch. Now, see, I couldn't tell you movies, but I can tell you my shows. Okay. Okay. Right now, I am into Yellowstone. Okay. Yes. Mo- of course. And the, the reason why I'm into that is because, of course, what is it a lot about? But mm-hmm. a ranch and horses and of blah, blah 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 blah. So we watch that every week. And then I am into a Netflix show called The Ozark. Yes, yes Ozark. that? Yep. Ozarks. Okay. Now, when I when I go and I lay in the bed at night, I am really into medical shows. Medical shows? Like I am at like, no, 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 no. Like real life. Like autopsy? Okay. Like there is a show called Trauma in the ER. And it oh, is wow. filmed in the 80s because you can't do this kind of filming anymore. Go back to the 80s again. This, yeah. <laughs> so this is um, where it is trauma ERs where people come in with like broken legs and scalped heads and eyeballs hanging out. And it's real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the real camera. And they just show that mm-hmm. what they're doing for those people. Because I also am very, very, very interested in medical stuff. Okay. I almost was a nurse. Okay. So there you go. I forgot to say that. Yeah. So I love it, and it has helped me so much. I'm a first responder, have been for many years, Mm. and I have used these things while riding horses. I have taped a broken leg together. I have done tourniquets. I have done all these things, and and maybe that's one of those things that are outside of the education world that helps me grow because it's another way that I can help you. If something's wrong with you, I've seen it on a TV show. No, I know I couldn't fix it. I could say yep and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but I could make it work till we get you help. And I, that's just, I'm just a natural helper. Okay. If something happened, if you fell out right here, I'm going to be there to help you. 
And so that show is just, I watch it every night. I've watched all kind of, that's, it's a go-to show. Okay. That's my, I am by myself. I'm going to watch my trauma in the ER. Now, um, we're going to go to choose a superpower. The who? A superpower. You get one superpower. Strength. Why? Okay. So, uh, you and Bargeron, I think, have been super yeah, strength. Bargeron is strength. Bargeron is super strength. Okay, go. Tell me why. I want strength because in my world, at my, at my home world, my mm, home life, my sure. farm life, sometimes I can't do things because I physically don't have the strength to do it. Okay. And I do not like to depend on anybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go in there and get my husband and ask him to turn this bolt. I want to be able to turn the bolt. If I want to throw all the hay up in the hay shed, mm. I want to throw all the hay in the hay shed. Mm. I do not want to be limited. Okay. Because so it's of pretty my practical. Strength. Yeah. It's yeah, very, I have a very, I'm very, very practical. Very practical. Yes. Yeah. We've, we've had some people do. The last one was. Well, your well, last. Yeah. My last one was very practical. My, my last one was the same as yours. Oh. Teleportation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the la- uh, Miss Bradley, Bradley chose to snap her fingers in her house to be queen. No, that what, would be good which too. I right, which is pr- awesome. which is pretty good. I mean, like it's not one that I had thought about, but I was like, man, that would be really nice. Yeah, that is pretty yeah. awesome. Okay, so um, we're gonna talk about a. Is there one person, alive or dead, that you do not know? Um, language is not a barrier, that you want to sit down for thirty minutes and talk with. I don't have to be smart about this, right? You do not yeah. have to be smart about this. We've had a wide range of wide range. I would like to sit down and talk to Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> why, right. Brad, why Brad Pitt? Is he 80s? He's, no. he's a, he, <laughs> right out of the Thelma 80s. Louise, 90s. right? But I have, I don't know, just because he's one that I have followed through all of his career. Okay. Ever, for, ever since Legends of the Fall. Oh, yeah. All the way through to now. And I don't, I'm not saying he's right or wrong in anything that he's done in his personal life, but it's someone that I have followed all of his life. Okay. And I watched this one time that was um, that thing where you hire people to come in and redo your house. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. And he did a, um, he took his, not that he couldn't afford to pay for it, of course, you know Mm -hmm. that, but he had, those people come in and redo his makeup artist's shed, kind of shed thing, to make it all accommodating for her to do whatever she does for makeup mm-hmm. artist stuff. And then when she walked in and saw what he did for her, and I could see the genuine reaction, because, you know, you see these movie stars and you think, they're untouchable and they don't have any true feelings. I mean, honestly, because we don't yeah. we don't know them. And they had this. We don't care to know tr- them. Really, we don't really right? care to know them. But then they had this true, genuine, mm-hmm. emotional reaction of her being thankful and him being because up in there they've been together for thirty years or something. It was just sweet. So, oh, so he nice. is my. I guess that would be your guilty pleasure sure. interview. Yeah, I would I love like to it. just sit down and saying, "Tell hmm. me about all this junk you've done." <laughs> So, uh, and when I did say we don't care to know them, I don't mean that in a flippant or mean way. I mean, the fact is that we have these, you know, we have idealizations or we idealize these people in, in society that we don't, we don't want to know the, the warts. And I think that is a really cool way to, to see that Mm because we're all human, right? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, This is, um, this is a question that is going to make enemies and uh, that, 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 that kids really care about. Okay. That probably more than anyone that we've gone with. Okay. 
we're gonna start. Uh, this is about sports. Now oh, we're goodness. now we're gonna start professionally. Okay. Okay. So, do you follow any um, any solo sports, golf, tennis, racing? I don't know. Highlight. Well, do you watch like horseback? Oh yeah. Actually, I don't because I don't go up to try on and see that kind of stuff. No, because that's not the kind of horsemanship that I do. Not I love to watch the beauty of them, but I don't necessarily, you know, I just don't practice that kind of horsemanship. We watch. um, My husband's a big football person, so we watch a lot of football. Hold on, hold on. We're 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 gonna only do we're only gonna do the solo stuff, and then we're gonna get to to all the the other ones. So we watch football. Um, Now, do I follow football? Do I know stats? No. Well then, well then, I'm saying like uh, we're gonna go to team sports now. So, do you have a football team that you guys follow? NFL. 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 Because we're only saying we're only saying professional. We'll get to college in a minute. NFL. uh, Who do we like? I forgot. No, I don't have a. I don't have a favorite okay. person. I just look at my husband and say, "Who do we want to win?" <laughs> <laughs> you can ju- just enjoy the game. I just enjoy the game, okay. and I, I do love. I do enjoy watching football. Do, what about? Um, do you do MLB, baseball, no, basketball, really and NBA? Now during you know March Madness. Well, we're not going to get in college yet. College, oh, gosh, co- college is next. It. It's only professional because college, okay. college is the then sticking no, point. I really don't. I mean, other than with something big that happens and it's on ESPN, and oh, I say, okay, oh, okay. that was really awesome. That's all okay. I do. So, so, so no real professional sports no. that, that you follow closely. No. Okay. So now where you've been wanting to go, where we've been pushing our <laughs> way into is college. Yes. And like you said, this is, this is how we make our, we make enemies and this is, yes. you know, all, 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 all this kind of stuff. Um, so you did say earlier that you went to Carolina. So I'm assuming you are a Carolina fan. Well, let me start with my story again. Okay. A lot of people don't know this because I did graduate from Carolina. Yes. But I grew up a Clemson fan. Okay. Well, you can change. Mr. Bartron changed. So I grew up a Clemson fan. So when it was time for me to go to college, I was going to Clemson. Okay. So I went to Clemson. Okay. Yeah. See, you didn't okay. know that, right? Wow. So I went to Clemson, Clemson my freshman year. I was a nursing major when I went in. Nursing. And then I changed to education. Mm-hmm. And then this is a love story. Okay. So my husband was at Carolina because we're high school sweethearts. So I was lovesick and I transferred to Carolina. That's truly the story. There's no academic reason I did it. And I tra- transferred to Carolina and that's where we graduated. So when we watch football games or any kind of games, I truly do not, you know how people like don't want Clemson to win or don't want I'm not like that. You're not. A, you're not. You're not like the the big into the rivalry person. Right. Okay. But when we're playing each other, of course, I you know, I want Carolina to win. It's been a but rough couple I years. I literally watch it for the game. Yeah. Okay. Very but cool. Now, don't tell my husband that because he'll be mad at me if I yeah. say I don't <laughs> not like. Well, I mean, well, <laughs> well, I mean, when you're talking about the rivalry, he's he's in such a, a dismal state right yes. now. Anyway, so it doesn't. I mean, he doesn't even want to watch anything at this point. I get that. No, I mean, I get that from a professional standpoint. March Madness, though, and Carolina had a good little run. They did. Yeah, they really yeah. did. In fact, we almost bought tickets to that, and then we got shut down, so we didn't. And the, and the females, too. Mm-hmm. The, well, yeah, the, the women's team. Are, the, female, yeah. the women's team are they're, they're, awesome. they're good. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's kind of America, period. Our, our girls' teams tend to be really good. Yeah. I'm going for soccer right now. but Okay, gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah, um, which I'm a big fan of. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so that is the that is the last team based question, but okay. now we have, we have a final set of questions. Okay, this deals with music, and I and I mm. kind of an idea of where you're gonna go with this. I'm just <laughs> just just an idea. So um, we're gonna go with um, f- 
favorite band or artist, it, it doesn't matter, just his favorite, I will say artist, and I'll consider band. As it. Again, I will tell you, I don't have one particular because I'm a big music person. Then let's let, let's cut, uh, make it a caveat. We're going we're to play Desert Island. So so you have one band, one artist, and their entire discography, their, their entire catalog to listen to for the rest of your life. You have to choose one. Which one is that? Bon Jovi. Wait, somebody who, else so somebody bon said, who, was, who was Bon Jovi? I don't know. We've done somebody at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we, you, you're not the only Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. It was somebody yesterday. yesterday. It was yesterday, yeah. Okay. Uh, again, I'm an 80s girl. However, um, I so if you plugged in my Pandora, because okay. I'm still a Pandora player, I have three stations on there. Oh, okay. 80s bands, mm-hmm. 80s rock, 90s country. 90, 90s country. Right. 90s country, because that is when a little less pop. Faith Hill and um, Shania Twain. Garth Brooks and before Garth I got Brooks. It. Yeah, so 90s and then Swingin' Medallions. Do you all even know who Swingin' Medallions are? I don't. Uh-huh. I do Swingin' Medallions is beach music. Oh, okay, okay. So those are my three stations, and mm-hmm. it just rotates. It's on that shuffle, and so I am completely satisfied for hours listening With to those. those three stations as it randomly plays. Now, here's a harder question. Okay. Favorite song? Pour some sugar on me. <laughs> well, I guess it wasn't a hard. I guess it wasn't a hard question. <laughs> uh, okay. I am a great singer of pour some sugar on me i can get oh. some okay so 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 so, so you might you might be preempting our next question oh, which is goodness. karaoke go-to song so so, oh, so th- i do a lot of karaoke okay okay well this is you have one choice this is the one you are most comfortable going up you can go up and you know that you got this one tell me what you got probably would be pour some sugar on me okay All right. easy enough now our final question today is um deals with I can't set set it up for you. Yes, I can. Oh, okay. So let's imagine that we are having a um, a, a pep rally. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're all so we're all in the gym. Um, this is the beginning of the year pep rally. Oh no, no, or maybe an assembly to introduce you to the students because they haven't met you yet, right? Absolutely. I mean, new uh, new personnel. So I'm on the microphone because that's kind of my my thing. I like it. Um, Maybe I'm just a little bit conceited, but, but that's probably it. But I like it too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun to be on the mic, right? Um, so I'm on the mic. I've I've announced all the other te- all the new teachers. They're in, and you have fifth and sixth graders, right? They're they're all in there. The teachers are waiting. You're coming up next. You're the last one to come up. I'm gonna press play on a boombox. What is your song that is gonna play you in? Play you into the pepper mm-hmm. alley. So this is obviously different than, than I mean, this, this is a tougher question. This is a tough question. Hmm. Oh, my goodness. I've never had to think about this one. It's like your uh, your, your entrance music, your theme song. I that have some songs coming through my mind. That says Miss Acton is here. And I'm trying to think about the words in those different songs, you know, because some songs you just like that intro. Oh right. yeah, well, mine's more of like the intro music. Well, the intro, and that and yeah. that's absolutely fine if you want to do that. If you you say I want the instrumental part of this, you take this how you want. This is you Gosh. playing yourself, or you getting played in. Right. Um, there's some heavy metal songs that I really like the intro to them. I mean, just think about Thunderstruck. That's mm-hmm. an amazing intro song. So it's not necessarily the the words to it. It's just that 
just getting people jacked up. Well, that's why that's why one of mine was let the bodies hit the floor because it's not it's it's metal, but it's it's not appropriate at the same time. But it's just so just you know punch you in the face. Oh, oh it started. He's here. You yes. know that that kind of stuff. That's it just the really kind just of music I would go through. I mean, I'm thinking like you know, the hi- I have the tiger, but I mean, I don't even. But you know, just that. They're coming in that room, and yeah. you're just jacked up that they're there. So some sort of intro like that. I can't give you one more specific because I'm just thinking of the Thunderstruck. But um, there's another one that I um, like back at this. Mm, I don't know if this is appropriate, but it is, again, just is that you. intro. Mm-hmm. You know, the the song by um, ACDC, Back in Black. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the don't. Do we have a Back in Black? Don't. Somebody has said that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not the words. It's just that beat. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And it's not about anything. I don't even know what the words say because my kids make fun of me because I don't know the words because I make up my own words. But that's but that's fine. That is your play in music. Yeah. I am. Um, let's get it going on. Let's. Got we it. are jacked up. Mm-hmm. We are excited right. about this year. Turn it up to 11. Yes. I like it. Okay. So that is that was our last question for okay, you. Um is there anything that you want to tell parents and students for uh, our coming up year? Because it's, you know, and, and I guess even to, to teachers as well, since, mm-hmm. you know, we're your Hopefully kids now. Teachers will listen yes, to it. absolutely. <laughs> I probably have already said this kind of in the interview questions, but I, I think that the biggest thing is I want parents and students to know that this year is going to look different. I mean, you've mm-hmm. heard this. This is the same spiel everybody's had. But this year is going to look different. Mm-hmm. And each day may be different just because we have changes that are happening every day, be it state mandated, be it, you know, whatever predicament we're in with the COVID and stuff. So um, just communicate yes, and trust that we're going to take care of those children. And that's with adults and students. And, you know, just, just ask if you don't know and go with the flow because we're really, really, really going to take care of you. And um, what you need to know, you'll know. And because we had to put things out there that may change the next moment. Yeah. Yeah. So and it probably will change the next week. Exactly. Right. So that's what I want parents to know, that, that mm. we're going to take care of you and we're going to get it done. Just ask what you don't know we'll, and, and, and let us help you in any way we can. That's great. Mm. Um, and, and just, I guess, a, a clerical point. Your name, is it hyphenated? No. Okay. I am actually first name, middle name, and then last name. Okay. I'm just, I'm, well, my, my daughter is Mary, not with a Y, but uh, Mary Wheeler okay. White, and she's not hyphenated either. Okay. So, so, so I was just wondering, email-wise too, like, yes. I mean, because it does do, it does do different. I actually had to hyphenate you in my phone. Oh, really? Because if I didn't hyphenate you in my phone, it would, it would just pull up your number and then under your number would say your name. And now when I hyphenated you, now it comes up as Mary Heather Acton. That's very So, so it, it, it was very strange because I was like, I was texting. I was like, I who is it? That. Oh, oh, it, it's okay. So I had to change it, which is, so it, it was just one of those weird points. And parents might need to know that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And so, yes. And the, so, and my name is, the last name is kind of, you know, different. It's because it's Acton and there's so many different ways to spell that. So just mm. think action without an I. <laughs> yes. I think my kids made up a little rhyme one time about that, and they drew a big thing and don't be acting with Miss Acton or something. It was really funny. Oh, okay. oh, that's clever. Yeah, you you could solder that on a on, on some wood uh, to put oh, up yeah. in your classroom Absolutely. just so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I have a friend whose last name is Edge, and she says, you know, don't take me to the edge. Oh, right. that's a good. One. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, I have enjoyed my time with you guys. Mm-hmm. Thank and you. I appreciate yeah, thank you this, and I think this is a fabulous thing you guys are doing. It's awesome. Well, I mean, it's, it really it's, has been fun for us, and especially with you know because we don't know. We I don't mean, know uh, a lot of them. because we, we we don't know you guys all all, all the new ones, and we're not going to be able to get to know you in the same way that we normally would. And and yeah. I think this is this is going to help 
those that listen, I think it's going to help get to know us better because it's, I mean, it's relationships, right? It's this is what education is about 100%. relationships. So, Absolutely. and that's what's important. Yes. All right. And at the end of our, all of our, uh, this podcast, what we say is later gators. So on three, we're going to say later gators. Okay. One, two, three. Later, later gators. gators.